0: Cindy Kangas with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. We are here with a team from Eckhart, and my first guest today is Travis Turner. He is the Applications Director. Hello, Travis. How are you? Good morning.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, it's exciting to have Eckhart on the call. I've got a close personal relationship with a few of the employees there, and I'm hoping you could start by giving us a background. Let us know how long you've been around and what Eckhart does for the manufacturing world.
1: So, Eckhart's an industry 4.0 solutions provider. That's the technical term. The less technical term is that any manufacturer out there that builds stuff, we build stuff to help them. So, our solutions don't go to consumers. You don't go to Home Depot or Walmart and see an Eckhart sticker on the shelf. But more than likely, that Home Depot or Walmart fulfillment center probably has something with an Eckhart sticker inside of it, if that makes sense. So, our products go into the manufacturing ecosystem and help build products that consumers want to consume everything okay. from tractors and cars to washing machines and amazon packages
0: and you're over 60 years old correct
1: some of our sites were founded in the 50s and 60s and there's a lot of institutional knowledge that we're still bringing along with us that are very valuable part of our team and that history really matters when you know you still want to be around 50 years from now supporting right. these same OEMs
0: yeah can you tell us a little bit about your sites I know that they're located around the Midwest. Where are your sites located?
1: Yeah, so we have eight sites currently. Most are in the Midwest. Our newest one is out in New Hampshire, just north of Boston, but we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Davenport, Iowa, Indianapolis, Indiana, and then four sites in Southern Michigan, and as well as the New Hampshire site. And you know, each one of those sites serves kind of a local geography, but also has kind of a market kind of niche and focus as well. Everything from You know, welding, machining, to assembly, to med device, to conveyors, and you know, control solutions. Like I said, for some of those distribution centers.
0: Right, right. Can you tell us about some of the manufacturing customers that you have and how you serve them?
1: Yeah, I mean, our manufacturing customers are really pretty much every Fortune 500 company that you can think of that you you know buy product from. Mm -hmm. Generally, the heavier kind of metals directed industry. Right. If you think about companies like. John Deere and General Motors, which are some of our bigger companies. Those are very well-known brand names that you see on billboards and in everybody's yard on the way by, right? And that type of customer is kind of the majority of our focus.
0: And you're the applications director. So tell us what an applications director might do.
1: So our business is a little bit unique in the fact that we can't show you our product in like a line card format. We can't say, here's all of the things we make, Mr. Customer, which one of them would you like to procure from us? Our solutions are custom, every manufacturing site, even within the same customer is unique. Customers have different facilities building different products. They have different needs, their facility layout's different, their workforce is different, their line rates or tack times are different. Our products are custom and they help those facilities and those customers produce their product with less injuries in their facility, better quality, faster throughput, all of those things that manufacturers need to be competitive in the 2022 business world. So therefore, it's very hard to like draw a picture of what we do. The okay. challenge is how do you sell a customer something when they can't see what you do? So as an applications director, my job is to basically connect the dots. I go into customer facilities and say, what causes you pain? What do you need help with? And I connect it back to what is it that we do that can help them?
0: How long have you been at Eckhart?
1: Six and a half years.
0: Wow. Okay, so what brought you to Eckhart? How did you find your job at Eckhart?
1: I, you know, grew up on a farm and dad said, uh, you know, you like playing with Legos an awful lot, you should probably go to engineering school. So off I went and spent the first 10 years of my career as a welding slash manufacturing engineer for a couple of different OEMs. Loved that industry, loved that space. But Andy, our CEO, as you know, he and I worked together previously. So He invited me to come join the Eckhart team in in 2016, and it's been a lot of fun ever since.
0: I have to tell you, you mentioned Andy. He's one of my favorite humans in manufacturing. He is so enthusiastic. And I'm wondering about the culture really quick before we leave the segment, if you could share a little bit about why you want to work for Eckhart and a little bit about the culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, our company is really founded on the principles of the fact that we want to help manufacturing grow here in America. And it's really a fun industry to be in when the fruits of your labor can come out the other end as tangible product and things that you can touch and feel. We take a lot of pride in that. And because our customer base is essentially the entire manufacturing ecosystem of North America, it's pretty easy to get involved in that from day one.
0: Okay. Travis, Thank you so much. We are going to take a break, but we'll be right back. This is Cindy Kangas with Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network.
2: This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing. I'm here with Scout Sparks, the Senior HR Manager of Eckhart. Hi, welcome. I'm so excited to have you this morning and meet you. Yes, thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. So we'll go ahead and get started with just a few questions about you and if you want to talk about maybe how long you've been at Eckhart and how did you end up in manufacturing?
3: Sure. So I've been with Eckhart for a little over four years now. I've been in manufacturing, I would say, just probably a little bit over four years, about five years or so, five to six years. I've really started off in just an entry-level, kind of HR associate-level role, just supporting one of our sites. And really, just thanks to my previous mentor, had a pretty quick and kind of fast trajectory here at Eckhart, which I'm very thankful for and kind of quickly grew up into the role that I'm in now. And then before that, I had been actually working at Amazon. So not really manufacturing, but kind of e-commerce, which is something I'm familiar with. And I did that for about a year in an HR capacity and moved out of state after college to work in that role. Just kind of learned that it wasn't for me to be away from family, moved back home to Michigan and just kind of by luck fell into this position that I applied. And really just thanks to my mentor, she's no longer with the company. She moved on to another exciting opportunity. It's really just why I'm here in this role today. So it's been a fun journey so far.
2: Wonderful. And I'm so glad you came back to Michigan. That's a good I choice. Me too. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the HR space? And I know it's been challenging if you're facing the same challenges that most manufacturing organizations are. Maybe talk a little bit about the challenges and how you're working on recruiting and retention.
3: Sure. So of course, just similar to all other HR teams in the manufacturing world, the biggest challenge that we face every day is recruiting and that really goes hand in hand with retention so i've heard people call this kind of like the great resignation that we're in today but we also on the other hand i look at it as the great retention so on the recruiting front we have a team of two full-time recruiters dedicated to recruiting on a full-time basis the struggles that we face with that in today's market is maybe three years ago where we were getting just inundated with candidates applying to our open positions We don't really see a whole lot of that anymore, whereas previously we could really rely on that where you review their resume, you interview them, and you either pass or extend an offer. In today's world and really what we've been kind of working through the last probably one to two years now is moving that focus to truly like dedicated outreach. So sure, you're going to post the position and look at the incoming applicants, but also focusing a lot more time on outreach on LinkedIn, on Indeed, local community colleges, things of that nature to really pull in the talent because right now it's so competitive that we don't get it just voluntarily sometimes. So
2: Yeah, I totally understand that. I think everybody's in that same boat with that. Mm -hmm. What kind of creative things have you implemented for retention and keeping people? Because what I'm familiar with is they're leaving pretty quick. Once they start within a year, they're moving on. So I know it's challenging. What have you guys been doing?
3: So I think really this has been kind of implemented over the last several years is our recognition program. That's just kind of one thing that really kind of improves the culture, boosts morale. You're building rapport with the people that you work with. Our recognition program is really like kind of recognizing your peers for doing a good job. So that's just kind of one facet of kind of like a retention strategy but also just our culture overall we are a growing company and i think a lot of other companies as you're growing rapidly you kind of can develop this corporate culture of you know where employees kind of just feel like another number they're just another face and that the company doesn't really care and while we are growing rapidly i still think that each individual site kind of has its own family feel that people really are drawn to and they appreciate and it makes them want to stay. And so as long as we keep that culture, that family piece, I think our retention will stay strong. So, And that's personally why I enjoy working here is that family-oriented feel. I would hope that everyone else feels that too. So,
2: What inspires you in your career on a daily basis?
3: Yeah, what inspires me is just truly helping people. I feel like being in HR, sometimes it can be a little exhausting just dealing with the issues that come up on a day-to-day basis. But It truly just takes one employee to just make that comment that you really help them. And it could be something big or small. Maybe it's just you help them with an insurance question. And knowing that I'm like that resource, that support system for someone, that's what I truly enjoy. So that would be my biggest motivator.
2: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been Joy Wagner on Faces of Manufacturing at Michigan Business Network.
1: Has your workplace stopped working? DBI provides furniture solutions and workplace essentials that make business work better. From toner and paper to space planning and movable walls, DBI creates workspaces that really work. DBI. We do office. Everything for the office. One call. One source. One solution. Visit DBI online at dbiyes.com to learn more.
2: Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Today, I'm with Jeff Chu, Director of Factory of the Future Services with Eckhart. Very excited to have you here, Jeff. Thank you for joining us.
4: Hi, good morning, Joy. Thanks so much for having us.
2: Let's start out with talking a little bit about yourself and your background, maybe how long you've been with Eckhart.
4: Sure. So I joined Eckhart in April of 2021. So I've been with Eckhart about a year and a half now. And I actually may have a non-traditional story to how I arrived at the company. I was actually finishing up a grad school program back in 2020, right when the world shut down with COVID. And I was actually supposed to go to a different job, but my job offer got delayed coming out of that program. So I reached out to Andy Storm and my boss, Dan Berseth, and asked for a postgraduate internship. So I joined as a summer intern in the summer of 2020, working virtually, trying to help out the team remotely with Eckhart. And then ended up Concluding that internship, leaving and going to a different company, and then about seven months later, decided to come back and join Eckhart full time.
2: So, what a great story. That's fabulous. So, talk a little bit about what the director of Factory of the Future Services does.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, Eckhart, I lead a team called Factory of the Future Services. And really, what we're trying to do is help our customers go through the very upfront applications, engineering, process development the early phases of a project, trying to understand what the project is all about and defining the system specifications. So we recognize that in the marketplace, there's a lot of customers that are trying to do automation for the first time and may not be sure where to start. So my job is really to help those customers go through that journey in a collaborative fashion and kind of help them define that plan together and do that collaboratively. So at the end of the day, it's somewhat of a consultative engineering process.
2: Wonderful. That sounds really exciting. So to talk a little bit about like the culture at Eckhart, you kind of knew there, how was the onboarding and what do you think of the culture there? Could you give us a little description?
4: Yeah, I think one thing that really stands out to me is a team first ethos and just trying to understand how we can all help each other out. And I think the great thing about Eckhart is we also consider the customers as a part of our team. We're trying to kind of work side by side with our customers and solve problems together. And I really like that collaborative atmosphere and that collaborative problem-solving mentality that seems to be pervasive throughout the company.
2: Great. How do you keep your team engaged with the process and things going on? I'm sure things are very busy for you guys. So how do you keep the energy level and the motivation up for your team?
4: Yeah, I think especially in the remote world, it's been challenging sometimes year to date. So my team works remotely, and I think it's always challenging or top of mind for me to make sure that we're checking in frequently and having frequent touch points and trying to meet up in person as much as we can if we happen to be working remote for a longer period of time. So being able to have those human connections, those in-person contacts, I think are really important to keeping energy high just from the internal team room perspective. And I found that's been a great way to try to meet up in person as much as we can and get out and visit the customers and be in person. has been super helpful.
2: That is wonderful. Yeah, especially coming out of COVID. I think everybody's craving that right now. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite way to spend the day off? Just a little bit about you.
4: <laughs> so I live in Chicago, Illinois, and I love exploring the city and just getting out and checking the neighborhoods and exploring different pockets of the city and going to different areas and trying to learn more about where I live. For me, I like to ride my bike through the city. So I do a lot of cycling throughout the downtown and just nice. getting to explore by bicycle.
2: That's wonderful. Yeah, that sounds great. It's awesome that you could be remote from a whole nother place. What inspires you to stay in your career at Eckhart?
4: Yeah, I think the world of manufacturing and industrial manufacturing, is an exciting place to be working. I think there's a lot of energy and momentum behind industrial automation specifically, and there's a lot of problems to be solved out there in the marketplace. So from my perspective as a career, there's so many opportunities to continue learning, and continue developing you know skill sets that are going to be in demand. I think the other thing that's really exciting is we're helping customers go through that same journey. So all of our customers who are trying to embark on automation for the first time, there's a lot of reward out of helping those customers kind of figure out and solve those problems together. So I really enjoy that aspect of the problem solving and being in this you know fast growing industrial automation sector.
2: Well, that's awesome. It sounds extremely exciting. What's something that surprised you when you first started at Ecker? I know we're coming down to the end of the segment, but if you could quickly tell us something that surprised
4: you. Yeah, I think before I joined the company, I didn't realize how broad the Eckhart solution suite was. I think me being in Chicago, I work in the business development sales function and I get to see a lot of different customers across a lot of different industries. And I'm always surprised and amazed by how many different types of solutions that the Eckhart team has come up with across various industries. Some days it could be, you know, a robot to assemble med devices, or some days it could be a tool to help an automotive manufacturer complete an operation on their assembly line. So a lot of different variability and solutions that get to exposure to.
2: Wonderful. Well, this has been Joy Wagner. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm here again with Scout Sparks, the Senior HR Manager of Eckhart. Welcome. Thank you again for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started with talking a little bit about Eckhart and how they do reach out in the community.
3: Yes. So that's really a strong initiative of ours to really build relationships with the community, get our name out there. Over the years, we've really had a strong partnership with local community colleges across all of our sites. And then most recently, we've really started to develop and establish relationships with local high schools, specifically the FIRST Robotics team. We are kind of an active sponsor and partner with Waverly Robotics, which is a local school in the Lansing area. We'll do sponsorships for them. And most recently, we hosted a women in manufacturing event on site at our facility in Lansing where we had a group of local women in manufacturing attend and we did a little bit of a presentation and tour. And then we had Waverly Robotics, the girls on that team join us as well, where they did a demo of their robot. So really just kind of building those relationships with the local manufacturers and those high schools to kind of get our name out there and kind of see what those partnerships could look like.
2: So speaking about women in manufacturing, I wonder how you guys do some engagement with your current women leaders and staff there and what kind of things and outreach you do in that respect.
3: Sure. So really over the years, and it's something that's really important to all of us from the top down would be really kind of establishing priority for just kind of building up the females in our organization into leadership style roles. That's, you know, Several years ago, you would come in and you would see kind of a male-dominated industry, and it continues to be today. But I think we've made strides in really kind of investing in our female talent and moving them up into leadership-style roles. And that stands really for all of our sites across the organization. And we really invest, and we think it's important to invest in training opportunities, leadership opportunities, really for everyone. And oftentimes, when it comes to succession planning, we'll look kind of internally and see who we can promote from within before you know posting a job to a job board.
2: Can you talk a little bit more about the career development type programs that you have to offer there at Cart?
3: Sure. So a big thing that we participate in would be like applying for the Going Pro Talent Fund in Michigan. Nice. We participate in that across a lot of our Michigan-based sites. And then really it's just when we do those mid-year check-ins or the performance reviews with our leaders it's a conversation back and forth with the manager where if an employee expressed interest in maybe a leadership style training or something to really kind of strengthen their skill set, we make that a priority as well. So investing in the different training programs and funding that the state offers, but also kind of having that conversation with employees too. And if they express that interest in that kind of initiative and growing with the company, then we make that a priority to happen.
2: You had talked a little bit about having a mentor personally in your career walk and that she is no longer with the company. Can you talk a little bit about the mentorships that you might offer to other staff or how that particular leader helped you in your walk?
3: Sure. So my mentor specifically, I'll give her a little bit of a shout out. Her name is Stephanie Shayner. She was with me since day one. And I think that it kind of goes also hand in hand with retention. If someone feels like they have a strong mentor who really advocates for them, they're more likely to stay with the company. And I can speak to that myself. She was a very strong mentor that I had kind of in my corner, strong advocate. And I feel as if, and I truly believe that we have managers here at the company who are similar mentors who advocate for their employees. And that's another important aspect in building up our leaders to make sure that they advocate for their employees, that a support system, not only when it comes to work, but like a true friend as well. So that's very important to me and very thankful for her.
2: Wonderful. All right. A little bit about you. What's your favorite way to spend your day off?
3: So it depends. I think in the summer, just with my dog, I have a yellow lab. It's the sweetest. His name is Jimmy. So I'll spend a lot of time awesome. with him, just with family, friends, outdoors. I like to travel when I can, but summer is definitely my favorite time of year. I'm not sure what I'm going to do this fall or winter, but <laughs> we'll find something.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, wonderful. Thank you again for being with us today, Scout. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network.
1: For something to grow, it takes time the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended.
3: Now can we get a new roof?
1: Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to laughqcom slash home equity. LafQ, your credit union for life.
0: This is Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. I'm chatting with Travis Turner. He is the Applications Director at Eckhart. Hello again, Travis. Hello. I wanna start by chatting a little bit about your mission to kind of nurture that talent pipeline, the next generation of manufacturing. Can you tell me about what you're doing with apprenticeships at all of your locations?
1: Absolutely. So we've got several initiatives going on at different facilities. Our Iowa location has six either existing high school students or former high school graduates that started out as high school students working for us in a registered apprenticeship program. Being a, you know, Uber farm kid, I grew up welding at home. I had welding in high school and that hands on, you know, mechanic slash MacGyver skill set really helped me in engineering school and has helped my entire career. I think higher education is just fundamentally changing and you know there's all kinds of things about you know student debt and all of that stuff out there that everybody can have their own opinion on but we go and get students from our local high school it's only a few miles down the road we bring them in here you know they're in welding classes or machining classes in school we bring them in we put them right into the work environment they get hands-on training in the real world you know not just small coupons in school They get mentored by a journeyman mentor in their work area. And they get all kinds of cross-training opportunities. We've had a student who welded for us for a year who's now machining full-time. We had a different student who welded for us for six months, went upstairs and spent the next year in the engineering department doing drafting work. These kids get all of this training. They get their journeyman's card one year after high school graduation. Their career opportunities are fantastic. And from... Other employers' point of view, these kids have literally one year of work experience on their resume, and they've got three or four years of experience that can help them do whatever they want in their career. And they don't have any student loan debt dragging them down. I think it's just a fantastic program, and I think there's lots of opportunity for other states and other communities to adopt it.
0: Right. I think that's amazing. We definitely have this gap and a narrative that needs to change with that next generation coming in. So it's wonderful to hear that you have these apprenticeship programs. I'm wondering if you've stayed in touch with some of your apprentices, if you've hired them, what comes after apprenticeship?
1: Our retention rate's about 75% so far. We were kind of on the ground floor of that program in the state of Iowa and had that kicked off prior to COVID. We were able to maintain that program all the way through COVID and all of the logistical challenges that that brought about. We've hired even more high school. They start with us their junior, senior summer, work for us all summer, go back to school for their senior year and work for us part-time, work for us one year full-time post-graduation. They get that journeyman's card and, you know, we're at a 75% retention rate hiring them full-time and keeping them. So it's been great.
0: So let's go back to maybe when you were in high school or maybe even younger than that. When did you first learn about manufacturing? Or when did you first learn about, you know, a career choice in manufacturing?
1: I think that's one of the things that I get the most joy out of giving back is I didn't have a view in high school, grew up on a farm, did a lot of construction trades type stuff, but I didn't really have the macro view of kind of what the business manufacturing world was. And that includes my college career, right? I had a couple internships in college for local manufacturers and learned a lot from them. But as I've gotten out and gotten farther away from that ecosystem, You get a bigger picture of how many things get manufactured and how many different ways there are to build them. And when I get a chance to go speak at high school events and stuff, I find it to be so much fun to have a conversation with those kids and help teach them or give them some insights into things that I didn't have when I was their age.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about maybe 10-year-old Travis. What do you think he would think about what you do now?
1: I mean, I think he'd think it was pretty cool, right? 10-year-old Travis was pretty pumped up when he got to Ray K in the afternoon And now, you know, 40-year-old Travis is out there helping build tools to make tractors. So what's not to like?
0: Right. So let's talk about mentors. Do you have a mentor or someone that's kind of helped guide you along your way?
1: I think, you know, some people get synced up with one specific individual who really takes their career path. I've been completely blessed and had, you know, dozens of people that have kind of helped me, you know pointed me in the right direction, given me tidbits of knowledge. And I appreciate all of those from my you know, first few days at Oshkosh Corporation, 15, 18 years ago, right up to present day. There's been a lot of people that have helped me progress in my career path and I hopefully give that back to as many people as I can relate to.
0: What a blessing to have so many mentors, Travis. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you. This has been Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. on the Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Jeff Chu, Director of Factory and Future Services at Eckhart. Hello, Jeff.
4: Hi Cindy, thanks so much for having us today. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So I feel like we might as well end this on kind of a fun note. I've hung out with several members of the Eckhart team, you know, through the Capital Area Manufacturing Council. And one thing, I've noticed is that you all just have amazing personalities and just this zest, you know, I just want to hang out with and be a part of the group. Like I just want to be there and be a part of the team. So I'm wondering if you could compare your team to any like TV show or any sort of other grouping, like tell me about the dynamics. Tell me how you would describe your team in a fun way.
4: On the TV show front, I'm just struggling to tick off a good TV show at the top <laughs> of my tongue. I think my colleague Scout mentioned it's a very fun, like family kind of oriented environment. Yeah. I think that's what makes the workplace really light and exciting. And many of our team members have been around the shop for many years and kind of have a long history of Experience at Eckhart, and I think because of that and our tenure at the company, we get to know each other very well, and it creates a really fun, exciting atmosphere just to be at the workplace. I know I'm struggling to answer your original question on TV well, shows. I don't know if I have a good. Well, how uh, proxy about you tell for me for our family here? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, tell me something that would surprise your coworkers to know about you. Do you have some sort of like secret talent or some fun thing that you do that you haven't shared with your coworkers? I tell think
4: some of my coworkers might know about this, but. I'm a big fan of trying to fix old school bicycles. So awesome. I love, I got in this habit in COVID a little bit, but you know, looking for like an old, like 1960s steel bike and trying to just retrofit it and bring it up to modern standards and components. I think what I enjoy about it is working with my hands and tinkering and that problem solving activity as a hobby. And I think that would actually resonate with many of my colleagues at Eckhart. I know many of my colleagues work on cars in their off time or they have kind of shops in the garage that they build things. I think our company is very much for mechanically inclined and kind of problem solver people that like to work with their hands. Yeah, And I think that resonates with me too, as a fun fact about myself.
0: Let's talk about your team leaders or people that are managing. What kind of qualities do you look for in a boss? And tell me a little bit about the qualities some of your managers and your bosses have at at Eckhart.
4: Yeah, I think two things that really stick out to me is a sense of empowering the team and transparency. On the empowerment front, I think the leaders at our company really trust and they delegate responsibilities into the teams. I know my supervisor is Andy, our CEO. He's always encouraging us to really take ownership of projects, and they provide a lot of sense of empowerment for us as leaders at Eckhart to go, you know, own projects and take a lot of ownership in what we do. And they really empower us to lead and make choices and decisions that we think are best for the company and they provide a lot of trust into us as leaders. The second thing was just transparency. I think we're a growing business. And I think one thing that our leaders do really well is just share what the growth plan is and the strategic vision and what the goals of the company are. So from our leaders to just be so open and transparent about communicating, you know, where we are, how we're doing and what we're trying to build. It's really just encouraging to see what the future state goals are for our company.
0: I know you've only been at Eckhart for a short time, But I'm wondering if you have a career highlight or something about working at Eckhart that you're most proud of.
4: Yeah, I think in my day-to-day project work, I work in the Factory of the Future Services team, and we do consultative projects with customers to come up with new or novel solutions. And I can't share the specific customers, but there's projects that I've had in the past that I think the team has collectively come up with really exciting solutions to a problem. And those stick out to me as memories because... They were challenging from a technical perspective. And also we were doing something new and exciting and novel. And I think being able to work together with other problem solvers and our customers to come up with a new idea and then actually see it through to fruition and build that in our shop and then watch it make parts and help their process really stick out as exciting projects.
0: Yeah, we only have a short amount of time, but I'm wondering if you could share something an outsider might not know about your industry.
4: I think... Outsiders may be surprised to see just the breadth and the types of solutions that are available out there. And I think one cool thing about working at Eckhart is we get to walk into factories and see how things are made. And I think it's sort of like that TV show, How It's Made. And that's sort of our day-to-day job is going into these factories and learning how customers make things that we go buy, whether it's washing machines or it's putting together parts on a vehicle. And I think outsiders from the industry may not have a good glimpse into kind of under the hood, literally, of how things are put together. and That's a really exciting part of our job is getting to learn about how that works.
0: I love that. That sounds like so much fun to me. (laughs) Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been great to have you.
4: Thanks so much, Cindy. Really appreciate it.
0: This has been Cindy Kangas, Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. See you next time.